forever. Dog. Brett, are you ready? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm getting ready here. Uh, getting ready. Yeah, I mean, you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can get going whenever you want. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm still tinkering oh, okay. on some on okay. some personal on some projects here. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> projects. Uh, show related, double threat related. Okay. Um, like what? Oh, I was. I've just been building. Um. Um. Well, you you were asking. You've been asking for a while for a double threat soundboard. So I've I've been I've been working on a soundboard. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but there's one, uh, just one little asterisk on it. Okay. What's that? Uh, it's exclusively sound bites from the uh, film adaptation of Little Lord Fauntleroy. Oh, you're not doing a soundboard. You're doing your assignment. Well, it's both. It's both. Uh, I mean, I was given an assignment for this week to research Little Lord Fauntleroy and present my findings on the show. Uh, but in this movie version, he says a he says a lot of of things. So I, I was thinking it could it could double. He as an says a lot of uh, things soundboard. in the movie. He says a lot of things in the movie. I love this. I'm so excited for this book report. Oh, uh, that's great to hear. That's great. I cannot wait to give it. Uh, and you know, uh, if Little Lord Fauntleroy was was out and about in L this week you know what he might say What's what it? it is warm isn't it <laughs> oh, God. Those of you who've never heard the show before. Yeah. <laughs> heaven help you. Yeah, heaven help you. May God have mercy on your souls. And what are you waiting for? Yeah, there's no present like the time. We've been waiting for a freaking... Isn't it beautiful? In- okay, there we go. <laughs> what have you been waiting for? A freaking invite? Right? A, Lord, a Lord, little Lord Fauntleroy soundboard? That no one asked for. Yeah. The- of all the events in my life, this is the most magnificent. <laughs> Let me just say something. I want to just say, so first of all, I want to say welcome to Double Threat. My name's Tom. I'm my name's with, Julie. I'm here with the host of the show, Julie. I'm here with the host of the show, Tom Sharpling. And um, JulieKlausner.com. And... Um, I wanted to say this, and and this is this is uh, we're we're not joking now. I I've got I, I I get notes, and they say let's try to let's try to age up the age down the show. Age down. Let's That's what we get. We don't get that. We don't yeah. get that other note. And who are these notes coming from? Brett. The brass. Brett is Brett is the brass. Brebo. Brebo. Brett. Brass. Brebo. So Brett, bra. Brett is, bra. Brett is the uh, the producer of Double Threat, and I get these notes. Well, let's just try to make sure the show's a little more accessible to people. Then who goes off and creates a soundboard based on who the hell knows what <laughs> little Lord Fauntleroy is? Well, well, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? I can so hear how old that is. That, that was right. Yeah, that was good, Brett. See, there's some the, some of these work. That was that's my that's my cue for when you mention something really uh, like old. <laughs> I well, can, well, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I can hear that that is in black and white. 
Like that sounds I, like a black and white. That's I'm black and white audio. I'm not completely certain that it's not a silent film. Yeah. It might be that old. I'm not completely certain that that's not just a piano accompaniment. Oh, yeah. And it's got that. Really? When, to when Tom get... and I grew up, you would go to the Nickelodeon and you would yeah. pay a penny. I'd start spinning that handle. And this guy would really crank it. And if you'd, if you'd give him two pennies, mm -hmm. then he'd play an organ like two motion pictures mm -hmm. they, were they called they were what were they called reels they were called reels well yeah. it got real mm -hmm. real fast yeah when you gave that piece of shit two pennies I, and he started cranking his he started cranking his bank yeah. i saw this one <laughs> this isn't one about this train is it i saw no no it's not about the train i saw this one nickelodeon <laughs> because you where... killed a woman <laughs> You killed someone. A lady <laughs> was dancing. I was thing. gonna. That and is I'm not telling, something, Tom. She was dancing, and I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I was scandalized. She was just dancing. You were scandal. You were scandalized, and she was scantily clad. And she, when you say she was. Dancing. I mean, was she doing like a touch step? Kind of like was a she... little jitterbug thing. Oh my god! I know. So her bazooms must have been flying she was left to right. It. She was shaking it like nobody's business, and it was not my business to see her shaking it. So I protested that Nickelodeon, <laughs> and we got that place shut down. One time, I accidentally saw a Nickelodeon of. Mm -hmm. You know, one of them strong men with a mm -hmm. mustache mm -hmm. in a bathing costume. Sure. Was it striped? Yeah, 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 yeah. But vertically, so we mm -hmm. look more slender. Okay. Because this was the strong man that was concerned. Of this. <laughs> he had um, body dysmorphia. Sure. Well, It was the name of the... Nickelodeon was the strong man with body dysmorphia mm -hmm. goes to the sea. So okay. he was at the he was at the ocean. He was on the beach, right? Mm -hmm. And then this lady who had her hair piled up on her hair, on her head. She had her hair piled up on her head. She comes around. And then they started waltzing on the sand. Wow. And I basically exploded into pieces. I'd never seen anything so hot. And at the mm -hmm. time, I don't think kids understand this. It was about the suggestion of sex. Yes. It was about what you didn't see. Exactly. And that people would go to the beach or to the sea or to the shore wearing enough clothes to really get yourself through a cold winter day was so friggin' hot. Mm -hmm. And then to watch them dance? It was inconceivable. And this was... wasn't the kind of dancing, you know, these kids mm -hmm. today, they like, they like shake their, they, sh they shake their like booties at each other. This was, no, I'm going to hold your left mm -hmm. hand with my right, I think left hand with my right hand. Left hand, mm -hmm. right hand. 
Hold on. I I see some of the dances. Carry the one. Yeah, carry the one. And that's but that these, was a, that was a sexy that was that yeah. was how you did that was how you danced. Yeah. I see some of the dancing that goes on these days, and I'm like, the only way you should be dancing like that is if you're on one of those old timey exercise belts that go <laughs> like strapped around your around your belly. Because what that and I'm like, wait, where's the where's the belt? Where's the exercise belt that's yeah, making exactly. them shake like that? Why are those two people vibrating? Yeah. And it's I, sick. I see that. And you know what I do? I immediately run into one of those steam boxes that just my head sticks out of. <laughs> I've seen you do that where you stick your head mm-hmm. into the sweat box because mm-hmm. you're you're just like, take it away from me. I don't want to see it. Yeah. And then you go into those boxes and you're you're looking right at them. So what I have seen you do in the past, which I mm-hmm recommend you repeat if you see something upsetting is mm-hmm. you just dunk your head in it i gotta lower my head into it and i lower my head down and you know what i literally you know what song i do when i do that i go hello baby oh, <laughs> you're gonna say it's a dick in a box no no because i go in the box i got a pal in there too hanging out in that giant oh you're steam your friend and you call them baby yeah I'm and are with they literal co- babies. are they cooking? Because I will say, you know, you and I, we both go to the gym. We mm-hmm. both go to old timey gyms. Yeah, we both go to old timey gyms. It is a pet peeve of mine when someone is using the sweat box, Ugh. lowering a shish kebab into the head hole to uh-huh. cook their dang yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. Don't steam your wieners in there. Don't steam I'm your like, shish kebabs. I want to take us. I want to take a schwitz. Now it smells like Slovakia. Oh my God, Julie, this is the greatest. We got to sell this to the New Yorker. Picture this: a single panel. Yep. One of those old steam boxes. Yep. An employee of the gym mm-hmm. shaking their hand at the mm-hmm. person, and you and me. And no, exactly. Well, it won't be because this, this is going to be gross, so it won't be you or I. Oh, so it'll be Brett. We'll get draw Brett. We'll, we'll draw Brett. And Brett is saying like he's in trouble at the gym, and and the person oh, is no. saying to there we go that's great <laughs> um right in the middle of building something but that's fine by all means um the person at the gym is saying to him basically this box is for taking a Schwitz. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like he's getting thrown out because he misunderstood Schwitz and like he, oh he thought it was that he was about to shit in the box <laughs> yeah and like he took it <laughs> not he, for taking shit yeah it's for taking I a would schvitz. just spell it out I would yeah. just spell it out but then it'll never get in the New Yorker it, it might be time New for those Yorker car- New Yorker prints cusses in those cartoons no not in those cartoons well we should they're have not a- like they're not. <laughs> It's not like someone walking into an elevator with their psychiatrist going, oh, fuck. I think it's time for us to pitch that to the New Yorker. It's time right. for them to stop being PG yeah. with those things. They got to start getting some toilet language in there if yeah. they want me to pay attention to it. So it should just be like dirty Bazooka Joe. Yeah. Dirty Bazooka Joe. Dirty New Yorker. Dirty. Yeah. Like 
But if it's like Brett, and I want somebody to draw this, please. If somebody would draw in the style of the New Yorker cartoons, yeah, Brett getting yelled at at a gym in front of one of those steam boxes, and Brett saying, "What if Brett saying, oh, I thought, oh, that what's funnier, the 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 gym employee saying it or Brett saying it?" I think I think Brett saying it is funnier. I thought this box. Wait, what is he saying? He again? should be. Oh, like the like. I. What are you? What are you mad at me for? Let's see. I'm trying to hit. We're just. <laughs> no, no, we need to keep it into one panel. We need to keep it yeah, into one panel. Exactly. Because this could easily be a graphic novel. I think we're exactly. both in agreement. This could be our Watchmen. Um, the guy yes. says to Brett. This is for taking Schwitzes. Yeah. And we can't have Brett say something in return, right? No, Unless we we're can't. doing like word balloons, which we yeah. could do, but that's not really New Yorker style either. But maybe they can draw some like some stink fumes coming out of the <laughs> I don't know. Box. Some stink lines. You want to see stink lines coming out of that I, box? I'm you know, I'm one of the few human beings that actually emanates act, like real stink lines. <laughs> did you know that about me? I did not. It's it's something. You know what song they should do for you? Stink lines. She's giving stink lines. She's got the right bl- blurred lines, but stink lines. We turn. Yeah, that, into that a was written about me originally. Yeah. When's Robin Thicke putting a new album out? Robin Thin. His ideas are running thin. Well, he'd be thin if he came out of one of those steam boxes. So. I'm confused about what's being said in the I just want to sign off on this so we yeah. can get it into production. Okay. So we so we get it inked and then colored, right? Yeah. Penciled, inked, colored. Yeah. Brett says So the point is You Brett, say this box was for yes. Yeah, Brett clearly the <laughs> The guy at the gym clearly uh, took a dump in one of those steam boxes. (laughs) And the person at the gym is the the gym manager's furious at them because he misunderstood Schwitz for shits. So we need to get that is the joke we need to get across. So the gym employee says, I told you this box was for taking Schwitzes. For the last time, yeah, like... Yeah, for the last time. For the last time, I told you this box was for taking schwitzes. And Brett looks embarrassed, and he's leaving, and he's holding a copy of The New Yorker. Yeah. Because that's what he reads when... That's perfect. Let's send that. If somebody draws that up, we'll send it over to The New Yorker. We will split the money with you (laughs) 70-30. I saw these messed up cartoons the new yorker recently mm-hmm. there was one where it was the week that better call saul ended and it said saul goodman faces his toughest client toughest client yet and it was friggin donald trump oh no oh yes and then the uh, and then this week here i think i have it right here this week there was another one and it was you know who Donald Trump again trying to get out of the country I think and the caption was 
Hold on, I'll show it to you. This is gonna like, this is gonna shock you. Oh, that's like the president. Ugh. When a man is very good and knows a great deal, he's elected president. What are you doing, Brent? What are you doing? I have a two president-related uh, 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 sound bites in this soundboard. Just wanted to get them both out real I quick. I just want to be on the record and say this: I hate every part of. I hate every part of this. Every part. I I can only say when it comes to the little Lord Fauntleroy stuff, I hate a hundred percent of it. Can I go through the parts of it and just make sure you hate every part of it? Yeah. So Pl- uh, planning, planning. We we will we will. I hate get to <laughs> yes. I hate how I hear. The film, the film stock crumpled and all this, like the little clicks and pops in the thing that I hate how old the clips sound. I hate how fast and muffled the kid talks. (laughs) The way old films sound. It might be time. It's also like the acting style, right? Yeah. They're acting like there's no microphones. (laughs) They're acting like they're on stage, projecting all the way to the back of the house. There there were no microphones, and also there was not... You couldn't use your natural cadence. And I know someone named Cadence, and he's a good guy, actually. I haven't heard from Cadence in a while. Come back. You couldn't speak the way normal people speak in Mm -hmm. in the pictures. Sure. Right, that was a little kid accent. The way a woman accent would be like this. A man accent would be like that. And a man comes in and talks like this. And then a little old lady would come in and say her her piece. And then an important old man comes in and talks like this. Anyway, I I can't find the cartoon, but it was Trump, like, trying to escape the country and the caption was where's weirdo and they ran that in the new yorker i couldn't believe it oh my god is this where i know where's weirdo hey real quick though ask me what the best genuine song is tom what do you how do you want to react to this um let's just get it over request i know but he didn't even say please and i don't know if i want to reward it you know what it reminds me of on i'm alan partridge when he goes uh when he's like, uh, he's, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, what you have for breakfast? Like he's talking to a caller mm-hmm. and the guy goes, mm-hmm. oh, and he goes, uh, answer for the purposes of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just like, that's what Brett's doing right there. Answer for the purposes of a joke. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I had breakfast. Because the guy's like. We have Howard, he goes, we have uh, Moon on the line. He goes, uh, what you have for breakfast today? He goes, uh, we didn't have breakfast. He goes, uh, say yes for the purposes of a joke. And he goes, uh, <laughs> yes, he goes, that means you must be a full moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what <laughs> like, the joke was. <laughs> but just like, like he, say yes he for broke the purposes the third, of a joke. He broke the, the fourth wall. Yes. Just for that. Yeah. That's what Brett's doing. That's uh, so we friend Ask me what my favorite genuine song is. Okay. Brett, Our- what's your favorite genuine song? Holy. That was a long pause, too. <laughs> yeah. I hope I got to clean some of these up. <laughs> I was hoping for better of that one. Yeah. I also have no idea what half of these are. I just wrote like a 
one phrase when I was uploading them, and now I don't know what they are. So well, that's the way to do it. This one just says rheumatism. She has six children, and her husband is out of work. He has inflammatory rheumatism, and that's the kind of rheumatism that's dreadful. There's, there's no room. There's no room for that clip on the show. What would make you think... Well, if they ever mention rheumatism, if, I guess. If they're the ever wondering clip. which kind of rheumatism is dreadful, yeah. Brett's sitting there know... listening to the show. We start talking about <laughs> sicknesses. He's just like, "Please let them talk about rheumatism. Keep going, keep going, guys. Keep going." They're talking about. They're, they're getting about closer the flu. and closer to rating. Yeah. The, to to wondering about the different kinds of rheumatism. Yeah. Now he's talking about room at the, like I've also got scarlet fever. My grandfather was very sorry about your children having the scarlet fever. What the hell was going on back then? Everybody's just talking about the things that are killing them. <laughs> they oh, didn't, yeah, have, they didn't fever. have vaccines. Yeah. We don't have one now either. Yes, we do. Shut it down. <laughs> no, I'm I've look, I'm vaxxed and boosted, but I'm also anti-vax. That's cool. Thank you. So last week we mentioned little Lord Fauntleroy and we sent Am Brett... I saying it wrong also? Um how else would you say it? Little Lord Yes. Say it really slowly. Font Leroy. Font Leroy. Because sometimes I thought I was I thought people were saying little Lord Fauntleroy. Not I not think sometimes that. people do say that, and frankly, I'm sick of that shit. I can I look that is one of the things that grinds your gears more than anything is people mispronouncing little Lord Fauntleroy. I hear I've I've heard Fauntleroy more this week in my research. Fauntleroy. Well spell it please, Brent. Little Lord Well, it is spelled Fauntleroy. Uh-huh. But I hear it pronounced more Fauntleroy. Fauntleroy. <laughs> this is the only podcast yeah. that's doing a deep dive yeah. on little Lord Fauntleroy this week, at least. I can be Fairly confident yeah. in saying that just because it came up tangentially, mm-hmm. we sent Brett, who is our producer, off on a mission to research this character mm-hmm. who's sort of the ultimate fancy lad. And that's all I know about him. And he is going to come back to us with a presentation. Yes. A book report. That's right. I went off into the stacks of the libraries uh, of Los Angeles. I went I went on a deep dive. Uh, and uh, just a little spoiler alert. I have one word for you uh, that would summarize my research. Uh, charmed. I was very charmed by the character mm-hmm. of Little Lord Fauntleroy. And I cannot wait to tell you everything I've learned. And I cannot wait to ask Amy what she thought of your... <laughs> You're taking hours out of your personal life to go research Little Lord Fauntleroy. Would you like me to help you? You can lean on me, you know. All right. That one kind of worked. That was a real roll of the dice, too, because that, that one just says need help. It just says need help. On the <laughs> okay. The here. notes that you're keeping along with your Lord Fauntleroy clips are not only disjointed, mm-hmm. but they are in a, themselves like a very menacing letter if you were going to string them together. I want to know, is there the technology to track where people stopped listening to a particular episode of a podcast? (laughs) Because I think this is that moment in this episode. And we want to just say to everybody, hang in there. 
It's not no, just going to be the Little okay. Lord Fauntleroy episode. We will talk about things that are in color also. <laughs> we'll talk about things that you've heard of. <laughs> Brett didn't have to go to the library. Did he really go to the library? Oh, I went to the library. I went deep into the stacks. And I'll tell you what, you're going to want to stick around <laughs> for the Lord Fauntleroy stuff, about the too. Stacks, the stacks. Deep into the stacks. Isn't that what you say about records? You go crate digging when you do records. That would be like you get mm-hmm. into the crates, not the stacks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the bowels of a library where it's just shelves. Don't it's say like... bowels. That's worse. <laughs> say the stacks. bowels. Go back to stacks, please. Yeah. I never thought I would ask you to go back to using the word stacks over and over. Well, and speaking of stacks, uh, this episode is stacked with information about Little Lord Fauntleroy. Uh, so stay tuned after the break. Uh, for more about the Little Lord, because this episode is gonna be... Quite a big one. So, uh, apologies to all the Fontoroy heads out there, because we're actually gonna put the Fontoroy talk on hold uh, for just a second. Uh, because o- over the break, Julie, uh, I- I'm sorry, Julie, what-, what just happened? I got an email saying your vibrator is on the way. But you do not remember ordering a vibrator is the mystery. And it says my address in like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold yeah. on, let me look it up. I wrote back. I said <laughs> the subject header. Hold on, let me find this. Okay, I get this email from Mystery Vibe today at 209 it says your order is on the way items in this shipment the crescendo 2 in purple i'm like what is this i don't remember buying the crescendo this two. everybody we look the crescendo was a huge hit what are we going to do now <laughs> there's only one thing to do a sequel we need a sequel to that vibrator so this vibrator is on the way and it has my address no this was like okay so i wasn't sure is this this spam spam? so i click view your order Mm -hmm. and it says it says your order is confirmed shipping address well who ordered it i don't know but i think it's me because it (laughs) That's my credit card information. But I don't remember ordering it. It's like a Fight Club thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. My version of Fight Club is that my other, like, just orders me vibrators. (laughs) Yeah. It's the mail. So anyway, so I wrote them back. This Mm. I'll read out loud the Mm. email. See, we all send emails, Brett. We don't just bully you to send emails. We all send emails. We all write them, Brett. Okay. So I wrote them an email with the subject order number, and then it's the order number. I don't know why I'm being so like secretive. I'm like, well, I can't read the order number on the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is my email Someone's to like, Mystery yeah, Vibe. I took the order number off Double Threat, and now I'm getting the Julie's <laughs> orders are sent to my house because she gave it out on the air. Do you want me to read this email? Oh, I cannot okay. wait. Okay. Hi, I don't remember ordering this. Can you cancel my order, please? Julie, sent from my iPhone. Mm-hmm. So, I'll keep you posted. Give me one second. 
All right, Tom's taking a, a quick call here, and while he does, uh, we just want to remind you to to stay tuned because coming up very soon is the most detailed, in-depth look into the legend of Little Lord Fauntleroy that you will ever hear on a podcast, guaranteed. You do not want to miss it. And all right, Tom's coming back now. The garage calling up about my car. Joe's garage? Joe's garage. Hey, your car is ready. <laughs> Changing the plugs and filters. Waiting for the D word. What if we do this at a live at the a live double threat? These are the things I want to accomplish live double threat. When we have a show September 28th at the Lodge Room in Los Angeles. We have a show October 21st at the Bell House in New York City. Come on out. Um the shows are going to be great. I never was at a party before. Well, that's the, that. That's good. I like that. Well, there's the greatest commercial for the for the live show ever, uh, and uh, <laughs> a, a, a hard to understand drop in over the top of someone talking. Um, who wouldn't buy a ticket for the live show? Then, wow, is a, you guys are definitely going to do that at the shows, right? Though. <laughs> I might bring out the crescendo too. Yeah, Julie's gonna bring out the crescendo too. I might. Brett's gonna be there with his soundboard. Uh huh. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. The most specific soundboard ever created. Yeah. What if? Would you be up for this, Julie Klausner? You, you, and the audience work up. Frank Zappa song titles, and I have to guess which ones are real and which ones are fake. Absolutely. I'd be proud. I'd be proud. I saw Spoonie recently, and I tried to convince him to sneak in a Frank Zappa song every time he did his, his radio mm -hmm. show. Yeah. And he was like... How'd that go over? He thought it was a funny idea, but he was like, they've got to be really short. What's a short Frank Zappa song? And I immediately said, Bowtie Daddy, and he laughed so hard in my face. <laughs> It was one of those examples where you shouldn't, like, even though you know something, sometimes you shouldn't indicate that you know mm. things because it's. Yeah. Well, they call me Toilet Man. <laughs> ah, here we are. No, Wait, I wanna... how about this? Instead of Brett in the workout room, mm -hmm. we have Frank Zappa in the workout mm -hmm. room. Okay. In the New Yorker cartoon. Okay. And the gym employee says, Mr. Zappa. Mm -hmm. And we put an angel halo over his sure. head because people, New Yorkers are going to be like, guys, he died. We did. We like, actually we ran know. this by our research department. It turns out Frank Zappa died in 1994. What year did he die, by the way? That sounds about right. Brett, can we get a, a year that Frank Zappa passed away? Oh, yeah. I would say 94 sounds sounds right. December fourth, nineteen ninety three. Okay, wow. That's basically that's 1994. basically nineteen ninety four. Pretty good, Tom. Pretty good. Pretty good. You got your business in order, Tom. Yep, you got your shit together. It's for taking yeah. schwitzes. Yeah. So I would love to do live if you, Julie, and with the help of the audience at these live shows. See if I can guess which Frank Zappa song titles are real and which ones are fake. Stump Julie. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, just a quick, it could be a quick thing. I figured that would take like 45, 50 minutes of the show. No, it's, it's not. It's not going to, we're going to have more stuff. No, in all all and, seriousness, this show is jam-packed. We have come up with so many fun, funny ideas. Not fun ideas. It's not, uh, we're not playing beer pong or throwing footballs at panes of glass like Jimmy Fallon. We are, um, we have actual comedy. He Football's a glass? Yeah. Just like Is that how he breaks all of his finkies? That's how he breaks his finkies. Hmm. Throwing the football. But we have so much good stuff at this live show. Oh hmm. my goodness. Yes. People are gonna flip when when they see the show. It is so good. I'm just I'm very excited about doing these shows. Can't wait. Tom and Julie ran me through the uh run a show whoa, yesterday. Whoa, what's going on come back sandwich, huh? <laughs> There's no That's sandwiches what like. when Lord Fontaine. Existed. That's what it's like, Brett. Like, I just Where's your train of thought at now? I've got a lolly and a pony, and yeah. I love you ever so. <laughs> say, did you say I love you? How'd you say that? Uh, ever, ever so. That's exactly. That could not be more accurate. Oh, mommy, daddy, I love you ever so. <laughs> I just wanted to say they no please yeah. they the Tom and Julie ran me through the run of show yesterday. They said this is what we're gonna do. I'm not gonna give anything away, but I can the, it, everything Tom says is exactly true. This thing is gonna be incredible. This is just a dream night for double thread fans. This, and that's this is, before I knew the crescendo two was on the way. Yeah, yeah. Look when I heard there when I heard about moment. this run of show, it made me. I never saw anyone cry for joy before. There you go. Yeah, look at that. He's playing to his own. It's like Dickie Goodman now. Do you know Dickie Goodman, Brett? Um, Dickie Goodman. No, I don't think so. L- look up Mr. Jaws, please. Mm-hmm. Do you know Dickie Goodman, Julie? I don't know if I do. This was a hit record in the 70s. Let's listen to a little bit of Mr. Jaws by Dickie Goodman. This is what it took to have a hit record back then. Show business was so much easier back then. We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please. I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is. Mr. Jaws, before oh, you swim exactly out to like sea, have Brett you anything doing. else to say? With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? That's what he intends to do. Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. Sir, if someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? We are going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? All right, stop. You got it. All right. The rules. Dickie Goodman, first of all, must have taken him an afternoon to record. We've got to, we've got to figure. Don't you? When you hear something like this, don't you feel like we've got to figure out our one-hit wonder? Yeah. We got to figure out our awful, lousy thing that gets us a lot of money. Yeah. Because we've been doing plenty of great stuff, 
right. that ain't getting us a lot of money. No. So we need to balance it out with some just piece of trash that we get rich on. That is built off of someone else's successful thing. Exactly. Our thing is, like, Dickie Goodman is, like, he's basically just DJ Khaled mm-hmm. of that time. Yes. Right? Like if, DJ, if Dickie Goodman was around now, we'd be like, Dickie Goodman! <laughs> on records. He would just be yelling over the top of good, of uh, great artists making music. What kind of sh- shark expert tells you that if a shark attacks you, you should do the hustle? Yeah. And I'll say one thing. Well, I guess he's not wrong. Do the hustle meaning get out of there. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, D- D- DJ Khaled don't want to hear anything about this crescendo, too. No. <laughs> Although maybe it's like, he's like, good, do that on your own time. Yeah, he might just be I like. I don't need to be anywhere near that that mess. He might just be like, yeah, here, go get. Here's the crescendo, too. Let me. You know, I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'll be in the recording studio yelling my own name into a microphone. Yeah, over over, uh, a Kendrick Lamar record. Record. Why do I say it that way? Because it is. It's a record. Casey Kasem. But anyway, the live show we got planned. It's going to be so much fun. October 21st in New York. September 28th in Los Angeles. Do not miss out. These are the dates. Yes. Then that's that, baby. Exactly. Now, julieklausner.com. Yes. It's September. And if I was Dickie Goodman, you'd hear, September. <laughs> like, like be- he'd be like, what's the, what's the month? Julie Klausner, I'm checking the calendar. What month is it? September. Mm-hmm. I'm here with Brett Boehm from, and you hear he didn't even give good reads on the thing. Like Dickie Goodman no, was like, he didn't like, get a second, no second takes. We all know sharks are stupid, but what? Is, like, <laughs> like he's he's so like, Mister Jaws. Such a, it's such it, it's it's also just such a bit like you know. Grounded in vaudeville. Why don't we literally just do a Mr. Jaws for now? Know. For now. Why don't, don't we just do a 2022 version like Mr. Trump? Oh, that's a good idea. Like, I'm here with Donald Trump. What is going like? <laughs> He's like, what what is going on with your hair? And it'll be like, I'm le- it's levitating. Yeah. Let's just do that? all current songs. Exactly. That's okay. exactly it. You just wrote 10 seconds uh-huh. of our Mr. Trump song. Yeah. Song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're going to do that. Trump, Mr. Trump says, what, is, what does he say that would go with about damn time? Like, uh, well, it doesn't even have to make sense. It could be like, <laughs> like, uh, the FBI raided your, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. What do you say to that? It's about damn time. Yeah, that's it. Like. Be like, in a minute, I'm Anita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sentimental. I think this is our ticket to it, and we will do this. What are the this. other songs? What are the other songs? We will We will get ourselves ready for this. This is not, This we're not going to blue sky in front okay. of we've given Yeah, them we're not going to blue sky. Yeah. So. No. It is, is September now. What are you drinking? What is that? That's a, a oat milk latte. 
Yum, yum. It is good. It's good stuff. Um, uh, it is September. I'm drinking <laughs> tree you, sap. You're drinking tree sap? <laughs> well, this. No, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not. Don't drink tree sap. Oh, no. I see those eyes going back and forth. <laughs> Somebody's drinking tree sap. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. How much of a dent have you put in those caramels, by the way? I've had about a handful, but okay. I'm going to eat a lot more tonight. Okay, sure. That's good. <laughs> I'm picking at them mm-hmm. very daintily. Oh, I did make a, a, a candy bar in my mouth once. Did I tell you about this? With the no. caramels that you gave me so generously, mm-hmm. I this is what I did. I put a few chocolate chips in my mouth, oh, and nice. I put one of the caramels in my mouth, mm-hmm. and then I had a bite of a cookie, oh like, my a, like a butter cookie. And I said, I'm making a Twix. In your mouth, your mouth was like, uh, it was like Willy Wonka in your yeah. mouth right there. Like it was the chocolate factory. Exactly. I I was I had a deconstructed mm-hmm. Twix situation and mm-hmm. it was delicious. Um, I think I don't remember if it was Tavy, but someone was saying that caramel apple season is coming up. Okay. But I would never be so disrespectful as to melt down these beautiful cubes into mm. some sort of apple no. sheaths. No. What I like to do in caramel apple season is. Then you know when you throw apples at people that they stick to them. When you bonk someone with an apple, then it sticks to their forehead, right? It's like, you know what I like to do with caramel apple seasons? I just like to take a pliers and just take all my teeth out one by one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like it's caramel apple season. (laughs) Just to like skip the middleman. Your dentist is just like, oh no. My dentist, Dr. Barry Sporer, is comfortable with how I live my life. You're like, Dr. Sporer, (laughs) it's Julie again. It's like, of course it is. It's September. It's fall. He's like, I make so much money during caramel apple season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Off of Julie. (laughs) Dr. Sporer (laughs) wears a tuxedo to the office from like September through November. Yeah. Just like with tails, mm-hmm. <laughs> all these dental hygienists like trip on his tails. Yeah, he has a cane. Yeah, it's like putting on the Ritz. He puts on the Ritz during caramel apple season yeah. because I will. I will say this: I will eat a caramel apple. I will not eat one of those candy apples with whatever that red stuff Mm -hmm. is on the outside of it it's paint yeah it seems like a glaze of some kind it's paint what flavor paint red (laughs) okay it's red flavored i think it's just sugar flavored right candy yeah it's a candy apple you're like could you be more specific no nope just eat it or don't but I'm not going to talk my ma- about You know this. what? That's what my spit looks like when I lose all my teeth and everything gets all uh-huh. bloody in there. It's like, yeah. 
in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that that translucent kind uh-huh. of red glaze. I, maybe that's what it's made from. It's made from the blood of people that have bitten into caramel apples. Mm-hmm. So it still has the sugar in them. It has the sugar content. Yeah. This all makes sense. This all tracks. This is like a really dark Halloween conversation, but I love it. It really is. Because um, it means Halloween is around the corner. Yeah. And Brett's going to dress like Lord Font... Lord? Little Lord Fontaroy. Little Lord Fontaroy. Should we... Talk about little Lord Fontaroy. Should we let Brett talk about little Lord Fontaroy and do his presentation? Tom, you're thinking about it. You don't look very optimistic. I mean, to be fair, this was an assignment. I was given an assignment. We did assign him to, and he went to the stacks, remember? Please, Tom, please let me do my little Lord Fontaroy presentation. Brett, do you know what a snipe hunt is? (laughs) Looking for a response on my soundboard. Can't find one. No, I don't know what a snipe snipe hunt is look it up is it in the boy scouts where they tell you to go look at a, a for a bird that doesn't exist mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have a definition of a snipe hunt yeah it's a type of practical joke or, or, or fool's errand <laughs> you're, you're i think we can stop there sent him on no no keep going a snipe hunt is a type of practical joke or fool's errand in existence in North America as early as the 1840s. This is interesting. I could research this, too. In which an uh, unsuspecting newcomer is duped into trying to catch a non-existent animal called a snipe. Mm-hmm. Although snipe are an actual family of birds, a snipe hunt is a quest for an imaginary creature whose description varies. The target of the prank is led to an outdoor spot and given instructions for catching the snipe. These often include waiting in the dark and holding an empty bag uh-huh. or making noises to attract the creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the others involved in the prank then leave the newcomer alone in the woods <laughs> to discover the joke. Uh, as an American rite of passage, snipe hunting is often associated uh, with summer camps and groups such as the Boy Scouts. In France, a similar joke is called hunting the Dahoot. Yeah. But the whole point of a snipe hunt is that it's meant to exhaust children. Like they do it on the Cub Scouts. They get them to get the kids to just run around at night so they're all tired so they fall asleep. Well, if that was the point of this Little Lord Fauntleroy assignment, I uh, regret to inform you that the opposite happened. I feel um, I feel like I have a new uh, lease on life after researching Little Lord Fauntleroy. So you're like right. the way you're like the way a wrestler, like the way Hulk Hogan would be hurt, and they lift his arm up once and it falls dead. Mm-hmm. Lift it up twice, falls dead. Lift it up the third time and it stays up. It's like, oh mm-hmm. no, here he comes. Mm-hmm. Which is not how human bodies work, but. That's what happened to you. So you and That's Hulk right. Hogan have the same, the same constitution. Because I didn't start out. I didn't start out motivated. You know, I woke up this morning. I was like, oh god, I gotta get up and research Little Lord Fauntleroy. I gotta drive down to the library, go in the stacks, f- find out who this Little Lord <laughs> Fauntleroy guy is. Yeah, I didn't. The last thing on earth yeah. I wanted to do. And how'd that go when you? I didn't went even have my coffee. The, the information desk and said like. I said, I need everything you got on Little Lord Fauntleroy. Uh-huh. And they said, they said, here's the here's the, the book. Sir, this is an Arby's. They said, sir, this is yeah. They gave Wh- you a book. Which is a library in its own way. A library of meat. A library of roast beef pages. Yeah. 
So they gave me a couple books. I started reading, and the more I read, the more I said, huh, this little kid's this little kid's got something. And I kept reading, reading, and by the end, I was like, We have we've we've done Lord little Lord Fontoy wrong. We've forgotten his legacy, we've forgotten who he is. Cause that was the whole point, was we yeah. didn't know we didn't know what little Lord Fontoy was. Mm-hmm. You know the name, right. but you don't know yeah. the person. And I'll tell you right. what, this is a little kid worth remembering because he is okay. uh, he is solid gold through and through. Tom, oh, let him do his presentation is right. my pitch. I'll allow Brett, it. Brett, you have the stage. All right. Uh, give me one second to bring it up. Well, I'm worried about polio. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had polio three times. <laughs> kind of rheumatism is the most dreadful kind of rheumatism. Can I just say that the most dreadful kind of rheumatism is the one that you have or your family member has? Yeah. All right, here we go. Little Lord Fauntleroy, the book that rocked a nation, the boy who changed the world. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is already so stupid. Little Lord Fauntleroy. Pausing for feedback. The book that rocked a nation, the boy who changed the world. I wore this exact thing to my brother's bar mitzvah and mm-hmm. I will get a photo to prove it. My hair was, I had the exact same haircut and I wore the exact same outfit, purple velvet. So I'm already feeling a kinship with this okay. little piece of shit. I'm glad to hear it. The yeah. Little Lord Fauntleroy, the book that rocked a nation, the boy who changed the world. And after you hear about Little Lord Fauntleroy, you'll be saying, Holy That's right. Little Lord Fauntleroy. Okay, I couldn't hear that, Brett. That, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, nobody I just heard some Damn warbling. <sighs> and like that. Yeah, like an ice cream cart or something. Yeah. All right, how about this? Little Lord Fauntleroy is truly the. I think you must be the best person in the whole world. That's right. Okay. Uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy, the two things you need to know about him he's one of the smallest boys in the world, and he's also one of the kindest. Those are his two main features. But let's uh, first uh, uh, answer the question, where did Little Lord Fauntleroy come from? Well, he was the creation of author Francis Hodgson Burnett, who you might remember as the author of uh, The Secret Garden, uh, Little Princess. Uh, By the end of her career was the most famous children's author in the world, but she didn't start out like that. Much like the Little Lord himself, uh, she had humble origins. Uh, She was born in Tennessee. And she wrote stories for magazines to make money for uh, to support her family after the death of her parents. Uh, then she put her writing career on hold to raise her two kids. But then she returned to writing in the late 20s uh, to once again get her family out of debt. And she finally achieved success at the age of 36 with, you guessed it, Little Lord Fauntleroy. Now you keep saying Fauntleroy. 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 That, the L's before the E. It's yes, yeah, but it could be fontal, fontal, like Roy, like font, like like fondle, which no one should do to him. How are you not fontal Roy? Fontal Roy. I, I, I see what I see. How it's either fontal Roy or font Leroy. Yeah, I mean, if it was a lower, if it was like this, you know, font Leroy. But I think like yeah, like that's how I've been pronouncing this fontal Roy. Fontal Roy. Roy, I've heard Fauntleroy. I've, I mean, I've watched, I watched a lot of the film ad- and TV adaptations. Uh, mm-hmm. Listened to an audiobook version. Mm-hmm. I kept hearing Fauntleroy. Fauntleroy. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, okay. meanwhile, Sandy walked, uh, and he missed that. 
he's like he's gonna start dressing sandy like this yeah. little kid sandy looks a little bit like little lord Fauntleroy. yes well i would be so proud if sandy grew up uh to be like little lord Fauntleroy, because this boy is one in a million allow me to tell you the story the heartwarming rags to riches story of the smallest kindest boy in the history of the world birth name cedric arrow A.K.A. Little Lord Fauntleroy. So basically, this kid was born into... He's born uh, poor in New York, but he loved his mom so much, and they had a great time, and he was so... He was very nice to everybody in the neighborhood. Everybody loved him. Oh, here comes Cedric. Here comes little Cedric. Everybody loved this guy. It turns out he was... uh, His dad was connected to this big, rich earl over in England. But his dad disowned the son because he hates Americans. He doesn't like Americans. So his his son married an American woman, and then the earl said, you don't get any... American woman! How'd that feel? I mean, I think they should remake Little Lord Fauntleroy, and that's and that would be part of this... Little Lord Fauntleroy, get away from me! Cedric Arrow. I want to rank my favorite Cedrics right now. <laughs> Three, Sabalos. Two, The Entertainer. One, Errol. Wow. Speaking my language. Number one. I'm telling you, this kid is infectious. He is just, he's got, he just, yeah, well, yeah, yeah he has scarlet fever. Julie, I just want to tell you, Cedric Sabalos. <laughs> Thank you. He's, Who's he's that? Infectious. <laughs> Yes, he's got eight different diseases. I'll say. He's got, he's got polio, all kinds of scarlet turn fever, of the century diseases. rheumatism, consumption. Yeah. I'm going to die of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die of natural causes I at am, 14. I am. <laughs> oh, mother, father, you're, you're both 15 years old. Terrible news. Terrible news. Small, Mother small, and father died of natural causes. Smallpox again. Smallpox, big box, all the box. Um, for you, Cedric Sabalos, Julie. There was this NBA player named Cedric Sabalos who won the dunk contest. Did he win the dunk contest? He won he won it, yes. Because he did a blindfolded dunk. But the whole thing is he could see. It's one of the corniest things imaginable, putting yeah. on a blindfold. Because it's also just like, unless they show you what it looks like to look through that blindfold. Right, you're then, taking someone on their word. You're taking somebody on their word. They're just like, I can't see a thing. I can't see a thing behind this thing. Fine, I'll dunk. No, he just put a he put a, a tie over his eyes, and then here he goes. Just one. This is so Let's see what he decides to do. Well, well, you know, he's, oh, he's going to bring out a blindfold? Hold it. He got Dan Marley to blindfold his teammate. Look how dumb this is. Now we got some creativity here now. This is stupid. What was going on at the time was actually playing basketball not fun enough? Yeah. Well, everybody adds different things to the slam dunk contest. Some people jump over cars and watch watch how dumb this is. Look at him. Wait, he all the rules are suspended? He can't dribble or anything? Well, it's just a dunk. It's all about the dunk. That's fake. That's I a, don't believe it. He ran right at the basket. That's 
so dumb. It's the dumbest thing. Look, just look at this. Look, whoa, yeah, yeah. where am I? Where am I? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh my God. It's so dumb. He won the slam dunk contest. He might as well just said, I put a sock over my eyes or he, that he I could see just, through. He should have just worn uh, sunglasses. And look at that old font on that. Look at the it's, look at the lettering on that uniform. The fat lady has sung. Oh, on the uniform. Yeah. Look at that. Like what? What is he working in a saloon with that? Hmm. Nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's the same year. Little old Fauntleroy was around. <laughs> Mother, father, I'd like to enter the slam dunk contest. But I can't because I've got polio. <laughs> I ever so. Mother, father, if I could get polio another time, I'd be ever so happy. <laughs> Do you think Santa Claus could bring me polio for Christmas? If I ask him all the nicely. I would like to get consumption again, mother. I would mother? be a- Father, you think my body could get eaten by worms? <laughs> <laughs> Mother, father, it would be ever father. so. Will they invent a vaccine soon? Uh, a worm vaccine. <laughs> father, father, I would be ever so happy. Are these these horses are tearing me apart? Yeah, and get, stomping on my face and, head. and Could I get drawn and quartered by? That would make me ever so happy. (laughs) All right. Let's hear more of this presentation. Oh, I can't. All right, yes. Well, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. Whatever the circumstances, little Lord Fauntleroy always... I'd like to hit hit my head with a hammer. (laughs) Not the nail. Forget about the nail. I'll hit a nail into my forehead. To hit the head with a nail. That's what I'd like to do. Anything that will end this presentation sooner. (laughs) Uh, We're nearly halfway through. So uh, this is... uh, uh, Where where did I leave off? Uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy finds out that he's uh, connected to this Earl in England. And the Earl uh, needs an heir because he's... He's got gout and he's about to die and he's real... Oh, God, I forgot about gout. Well, gout is for rich people. Yeah. They eat too much mutton. Yeah, exactly. People that sound like that. Yeah. Too many rich, fatty meats. Right, exactly. So he brings little Lord Fontoy over to England. He's uh, They're going to make him a uh, almost like King Ralph style. It's this little American, and he comes over, and suddenly he's uh, in the royal, you know, he's in the royal family. He's in the aristocracy. Uh, but this doesn't corrupt little Lord Fontoy. Quite the opposite. Little Lord Fontoy teaches the English aristocracy how to be better people, starting with his grumpy old gout-ridden uh, grandfather. Uh, he uh, prevents him from... from um, um, uh, uh, foreclosing on this family who has a house on his property and, and, and evicting them. He says, no, don't do that. That's mean. Uh, and he teaches them how to love and he teaches them how to see the world uh, through the eyes of a child again. And he has a great effect on everyone around him. Everyone becomes better people just by being near He's little like Lord Pollyanna. Fauntleroy. He's like Pollyanna. That's right. He is, he is just a pure-hearted little boy and everything he touches uh, uh, is made the better for it. Uh, and there's actually one point where it seems like Little Lord Fontoroy is actually not 
the Lord, that he's about to get disinherited because somebody else uh, comes out and says, actually, my son is the true heir. And you know what little Lord Fontori says? He says, that's all right. Uh, I don't need, you know, uh, they can have the money and the title. I just, you know, there's th more important things in life. But then they were lying, and little Lord Fontroy is actually the true heir. Uh, and so he takes uh, over, uh, uh, becomes the becomes the Lord at the end, the Lord Fontroy, uh, and uh, and uh, everyone celebrates, everyone loves him, and they say, this is great. This is a new, whatever goes on in your life, there's going to be ups and downs, but you got to treat people the right way. You got to be kind. You got to be generous. Uh, that's really the message of the of the story. Uh, and I gotta say, I was, uh, you know, you get a little, you know, you go through uh, lulls in your life. You begin to feel, you know, a little uh, bitter about things, or, or like everything's against you. This little boy really restored my hope in the in 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 uh, in humanity. Reading about Little Lord Fauntleroy. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I, and what are the movies? Oh, so there's all these uh, movie and theater adaptations. I want to talk though briefly about the Fauntleroy craze because this was this wasn't just this was the most popular book of its time. We're talking about 1880 to 1930. This was flying off the shelves. Everyone couldn't get enough of Little Lord <laughs> yeah. Fauntleroy. Also, Tom, look at those years. Oh my That's God. exactly where our knowledge is like smack in the middle of. Yeah. This is our target audience, people that were like alive during that time. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we've been aiming for this whole time. <laughs> we're so fucking stupid. We might as well be doing this show from over the PA of an old folks home. <laughs> no, all these people are long dead. They're all gone. They, and they, they would be like, is long dead. Yeah, and they would be like, we don't know what you're talking about. Like if yeah. we were doing it at a, at a senior center. Over mm -hmm. the, they'd be like, we don't know what who <laughs> little Lord Fauntleroy is. <laughs> Mother, father, Spanish flu, heard of it? Yes. I, do you think I could ever get St. Vitus's dance? <laughs> the dropsy? H. pylori? <clears throat> I'd love to get the dropsy. I'm talking toys, paper dolls, trading cards, Quaker Oats sponsorships. L Little Lord Fontoroy was everywhere. He was on everything. Quaker Oats? They put this kid on the cover of Quaker Oats? This was, yeah, the Quaker uh. took a back seat for a while, and Little Lord Fontoroy was basically the main mascot of Quaker Oats during this time period. Uh, and they, oh, my you know, God, that must have freaked people out. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, you're going to get your oatmeal, and the Quaker Oats guy is gone. Yeah. And there's kid. just like this beautiful little boy, like, miss me? Isn't it so uh, funny? Yeah, exactly. Like, who the hell's this? Isn't it funny I bet people about were any... pissed off. Oh my, absolutely. There must have been people just like, the way everything that's new upsets somebody, somebody must have yep. just been like, you can't get to Quaker Oats anymore and just have it be normal. Now there's this, this newfangled kid on the package. What is this? <laughs> I think this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> they probably wrote letters to Quaker Oats that Quaker Oats had to read because back then yeah. that was the only way that you communicated yeah. was through letters. They probably sirs. got a lot of angry, angry yeah. letters. Dear sirs, I am quite outraged. I recently bought a container of Quaker Oats <laughs> and I find it very reliable to look and see the face of the Quaker Oats man on the package. However, this time I was quite taken aback to see 
a blonde boy on the bucket instead of the quick road. This is an outrage, and this society this is, is clearly falling apart. I suffered from dyspepsia. Like, yeah. I couldn't digest my breakfast because of it. Yes. I currently am suffering from dyspepsia, the Quincy, Dropsy, <laughs> Croup, Consumption. And that sounds like Bill Cosby. The Croup, the Consumption, <laughs> the Gangbang, <laughs> the Jello Pudding Pops. <laughs> this is an outrage. I demand you return the old man to the cover. The old man back. Bring the old Quaker bring back. Bring the old man back on the box. Hashtag, oh my God. Hashtag bring the old man back. <laughs> You'll know what this means 140 years from now. He I am from the future. P.S. I'm from the, the future. <laughs> <laughs> writing the letter it was probably like justin bieber or something he was probably so mad that yeah. this youngster who was all the rage and also there weren't other kinds of cereal it's not like he could buy a different kind of oatmeal yeah what else is he gonna get he's gonna go you go eat leaves or bark <laughs> it's the only option go eat some crap from outside <laughs> like but then there's probably little girls and they were like, oh, my God, Mom, we've got to get the Quaker yeah. Oats with the Lord Fauntleroy yeah. you know what? And- Do you know what the they said then? And this is not a joke. Um, <laughs> the I say on a serious note, the Quaker Oats packaging back then, they referred to that as the uh, Crescendo 2 of its time. <laughs> that for ladies, they could that look at the- this... Uh, that was the Crescendo 0.0. It was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Dear sirs, but- I have recently purchased the <laughs> Crescendo 1, and I'm wondering if there is a Crescendo 2 in the works. Dear sir, thank you for your support of ever- the Crescendo Corporation. We will not be making a Crescendo 2 for the next 90 years. If there ever is, send one... To Julie Klausner, yes. but don't tell her about it yes. until it's <laughs> apparently on its way. I have arranged <laughs> funds to be transferred that if a performer from the future named JulieKlausner.com <laughs> is ever send her a crescendo to purple, a purple <laughs> crescendo to post haste. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the shape of this thing is like if one the of the aliens the sirens from going Alien. <laughs> the siren going off. I can't. Have, like you're like, ah, eh, this thing. It's like- <laughs> It's like if one of the alien from Aliens was doing like downward facing dog. I don't know what to do with this thing. Yeah. If it shows up, I'll yeah. probably hide. Yeah. Dear sirs, the crescendo, <laughs> I just recently ordered a crescendo too. And I am quite perplexed by the design of this hysteria relieving Ma- marital marital aid. Hysteria relieving marital aid. <laughs> Please write back. Please write back. Yours sincerely. Explain- <laughs> Explicit drawings. Yeah. Yours sincerely, Big Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> it's him grown up. <laughs> That's what Little Lord Fauntleroy did when he grew up. He became Big Lord Fauntleroy and wrote letters complaining big about lo- vibrators. Big Lord, big Lord Fauntleroy. 
is good. And I hate to be this person, but like that's a good band name. Yeah. Big Lord Fauntleroy makes you think of like the, yeah, the big bopper. That's all I could think of. I was thinking of like a, like maybe they were a rockabilly band. Big Lord Fauntleroy would be like, be like produced by Brian Setzer. Yeah. And they tour with Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's really a reverend? I went to his church. Sure. I know you did, but do you feel it was all above board? Um, I mean, it it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't one of those mega churches. It was pretty small, mm-hmm. but it was outside. It was Lollapalooza. <laughs> it was. So, yeah, that was church. That is a church for some. In a way. Yeah. So, Brett. Oh, as you can see on this decorative rug from the time period, uh, the slogan they used was Little Lord Fauntleroy's favorite food in relation to Quaker Oats. Uh, so they were really using this guy to sell a little bit of everything to the point that there was a lot of copyright issues. And uh, uh, there was a couple lawsuits about improper use of the Fauntleroy uh, brand on things. And uh, mm-hmm. so it was, I mean, it was this was Fauntleroy mania in this time period. Uh, Fauntleroy really had um, his finger on the pulse of the culture. Uh, and the best example of that is of course the Fauntleroy suit the Fauntleroy suit this uh, signature um, the signature uh, 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 clothing that Fauntleroy wears in the book that became all the rage among uh, young boys uh, about three to eight years old every 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 mom was buying their kid the Fauntleroy suit to wear around town uh, and the description in the book says that it's a, a black velvet suit with a lace collar uh, and then with the hair and love locks, you, you know, sort of uh, uh, what Julie described as the Angel Olsen uh, hairstyle last week. It kind of uh, uh, bangs and a fringe. fringe. With, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and long on the sides. Um, and you can look it up. Look up Google Fauntleroy suit. You'll see a lot of kids in photos in Fauntleroy suits to get an idea of it. Uh, and it was, uh, it, was, it was all the rage. Everyone was uh, getting uh, putting their kids in Fauntleroy suits. Uh, and then it uh, ended up going out of fashion in the late 20s, unfortunately. Uh, and then uh, that's, um, I think that brings us to the end of, uh, yes, uh, thank you for your time. This has been uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy, uh, who, uh, quote, uh, uh, his little kind heart, though it was only the heart of a child, seemed to clear all the atmosphere uh, of this of, of the big gloomy room and make it brighter. That's the uh, first time he entered the castle over in sure. England. So uh, this is truly a gem of a, of a, of a kid. Little Lord Fauntleroy, and I think there's this, uh, you hear the name now and you think it's a, a, a phrase meaning like a kind of little rich boy, a little like, you know, uh, fancy almost like pants. fancy pants. Fancy lad. Uh, it, that could not be further from the truth. This is a kid who was uh, born into, into poor uh, circumstances, uh, but was kind from the get-go, kind to everyone around him, and when he finally hit the lottery, hit the big time, he did nothing but use that advantage to make other people's lives better. Uh, three cheers uh, for Little Lord Fauntleroy, the best boy uh, in the world. I'll say one thing. He clearly wasn't that poor. He could afford uh, uh, some pretty uh, pretty good uh, conditioner because that hair is... Yeah, what's up with his hair good. and his duds before he yeah. struck it rich? What did he look like before? Uh, he looked... He was wearing a little more modest clothing, uh, but, you know, what? well, here's an ironic point about because the Fauntleroy suit seems to be, you know, aristocratic, right? Velvet, this and that. Uh, but it was based on uh, the author, uh, Frances Burnett, what she used to make for her kids, and she would just she was just sort of like creating it out of what she had around. So she sort of was it was almost like little co- costume she was kind of making mm-hmm. for her kids based on whatever she could find, whatever she could piece together. 
Uh, and so, you know, this is a uh, little old Fontra, I think, has gotten a bad rap in the cultural uh, discourse, and I'd love to mm-hmm. see that changed. That picture of a little old Fauntleroy there looks like, um, he looks like uh, Naughty Holder from Slade. Can I see a picture? Yeah. You pull up, uh, pull up, come on, feel the come noise. Come on, feel the noise. Go yeah. to YouTube, pull up, come on, feel the noise. Slade, not Quiet Riot. He does not look oh, like Kevin no, Dubrow. No, no. The late Kevin Dubrow and the late Frankie Benali. We we acknowledge the those we, who have we fallen. remember every day those metal maniacs <laughs> who have fallen those morons those metal morons. I'm on They're top, shit top music. of the pops here. Let's see here what we this go. looks like. Hold on one second. See if oh, he looks here like, we go. Here we go. Let's see, I think he looks like Little or Fauntleroy must have been an influence on Naughty Holder. There he, well, is. he doesn't look as much like him there. His hair is not as blonde as it has been in other points. Is he the one in the suit? There he is. Oh man, he looks like shit. <laughs> oh my god. They were not. The wow. Most, they were not heartthrobs. Wait. Now, he doesn't look like I'm wrong on this one. He doesn't look. Come on, Fontelroy. Lord Fontelroy. I think I got got something there. I'm going to work on that. All right. Well, that's my Fontelroy presentation. Uh, Thank you for your time. Thank you. That was amazing. That was amazing. So, wait, what were the movies? When were the movies made? Oh, so uh, we got a. uh, They made. So there was one. uh, The one that I've been uh, um, uh, taking clips from uh, came out in. uh, It was the. the one, so sorry, one second, uh, 1936, uh, the one with Freddie Bartholomew in it, who was a popular child actor of the time. Uh, but there's one, and also Mickey Rooney was in that one, and like his uh, uh, oh, friend from God. New York. Uh, He's good. I hate Mickey Rooney. Very young know, Mickey Rooney. I know you one. hate you're, I you're, hate him. You're, your hate for Mickey Rooney <laughs> is... Keeps it's keeps me unreasonable. going sometimes. Oh, good. Okay, I think good. it's shockingly like, really, reasonable. Actually, I despise him. Everything he's ever done. Julie, you know I was uh, like with those late interviews. You, you, Awful. I was the biggest star in Hollywood. Rev- oh, disgusting. Disgusting. There was a Ricky Schroeder version in 1980 uh, with Silver Spoons. Oh, Ricky really? Ricky and, wore the wig. Yes. Interesting. Uh, and I think he was on the cover of my presentation. And Alec Guinness was in that version as the as the as his oh. uh, kind of overseer. So that's a good one. That's on. You, uh, you can go find that one. Leroy. <laughs> you. So he plays penny. big. He plays Big Lord. He would play Big Lord Fauntleroy. What about this, Julie? Double Threat Productions presents. Fauntleroy 2022. Yes. He's, it turns out he fell, he's frozen in time. Well, no, this is too much like that pickle movie. What if it, it, I, what if it's just called Font? Font, like F-U- Font, yeah. F-A-U-N-T, font you. What if we call it Font like, you? So it's like, kind of not your mom's little yeah. word, Fauntleroy. Yeah, exactly. Or your grandmother's, or more accurately, your great grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, this is not your great grandmother's little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah. And he um this is his first thoughts. He comes back a hundred years later 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what's that? And you're like, it's a phone. Yeah, what's that? What's that? He's like, mother, father, what is that? That's a crescendo, too. Oh, maybe he teaches everyone to get vaccinated because yeah. he has every disease. He has every oh, disease. Oh, or he could bring back diseases from the past. What? Oh, my God. He comes back from the past and everybody's excited, but then everybody gets sick from him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That would be amazing. They all have, like, yellow fever and... Yeah. No, not yellow fever. Scarlet fever? What color is the fever? Scarlet. Well, but then he would also his he would have the antibodies because he's been through it. So he gives everyone the diseases, but then he, uh, you know, they like uh, they use him to to create the vaccine. Sure, I just want to make him the hero. A little bit like story. They use his they use his blood, so he gives his blood away, and people are lining up to inject Lord Fauntleroy's blood, and he's like, "I'm ever so tired. I guess I can just give." It was like, "But I'll keep going." There's only 500 people waiting outside of Madison Square yeah. Garden for more of my blood. Yeah, and they're just draining him. They're draining yeah, like, him. In this you see, remember me. This is final words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So people are running around with little Lord Fauntleroy's blood in them, which is fine until it's not. Mm-hmm. And they all drop dead or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they become mutants. They all they all but like their hair grows out in a pretty little bob. Yeah, they all start to look like little Lord Fauntleroy. What were you gonna say, Brett? I was just gonna say maybe everybody and everybody has a little Lord Fauntleroy in them and they all start treating each other nicer and it leads to this, you know, um world peace or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it should be it should be but for some reason, this is what I'm gonna say. Somehow, Brett has been truly touched by Little Lord Fauntleroy, yeah, yeah. where he's like he got he just got slightly defensive over our Look. premise. He like five days ago, this guy didn't know who, any of this. He didn't know what li- or who Little Lord Fauntleroy. No, now suddenly he's like, true. "Hey, that's it's totally not- true." I mean, his presentation also went from Little Lord Fauntleroy is great to. Little Lord Fauntleroy is getting a bad rap. Like yeah. no one's talking about him, yeah. Brett. No one's telling. Yeah. Well, that's part of the no problem. One's... That's part of the problem. Is nobody's talking about right, him. Right, they, but they what just... I'm saying is that you are saying that people are talking about him, and they're talking about him disparagingly. When they do, there's like it's just it's like his name has become uh, the, the 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 meaning of his name has changed over time in a negative way, and I don't understand how this happened. I think it's because of the damn suit. Everybody started wearing that suit. And that suit looks a certain way. It sends a certain message. And so I think everybody starts talking, thinking about Fauntleroy, like we said, is this, is this rich kid who doesn't, you know, who's like uh, all privileged and doesn't care about But he is a rich him. kid. But he, he, he has got a heart of gold, though. He's got a good heart. And he, he was willing to give up that money. But he's a rich But he didn't. He's he, a rich yeah. kid. He, he didn't have to, but he's willing to. He's a rich to. kid. He's willing. He's well, buying okay. uh, presents for all his friends back in New York. He really he spread that money around. I'm just saying we need to take a second look at little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, Don't let right. the suit fool you. No, okay, there's a there's a good kid inside that suit. No, you're right. We need to take a second look. No one's taking a look. Yeah. No, I, 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 Julie, Julie, I do think Brett is right on it's this. Time. This kid, this this kid had it really hard for. Uh, his whole life, but then when he turned eight, he became super rich. And we need to admire his fortitude for making it all the way through those first seven years of his life not being rich. 
Guess who enters the public domain? Yes. Next year. Buck Rogers. We got to do a Buck Rogers thing. I know. We already did a Roy Rogers thing last week. Guess who enters in 2024? Trigger warning. Um, Give me a hint. Trigger. (laughs) Roy Rogers. Popeye. Ah, ga, 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 ga. Yeah. Uh, 2027, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, they could say Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien enters the public domain. 2028, King Kong. Okay. But they're saying Mickey Mouse enters public domain 2024. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mickey Rooney. I never No, that's not going to happen. They're, gonna, the, they're not going to let that They'll that always rat. fight it. They'll always fight it. I would love... The second Mickey Mouse, Mouse does go public domain and people do the dirtiest, most gross, stupidest, cheapest, lousiest Mickey Mouse stuff. The other thing, yeah, somebody might do a good Mickey Mouse thing finally. Right. They've had 180 right. years to do a good Mickey Mouse thing. They still haven't gotten it done. I want my cat to kill him and eat him. I'm going to announce. I want that for him. I'm going to announce right now, Julie. 2024. Yeah. Yeah, I Jimmy Jazz be, is going to eat Mickey Mouse. Me and Jimmy Jazz are making Steamboat Willie 2024. Uh-huh. We're updating Steamboat Willie. What happens in it? Um, Is Jimmy at the wheel whistling, shaking his booty back and f- to and fro? He's blowing, he's whistling while he's steering that steamboat. Yeah. And Jimmy Jazz just swats the steamboat because <laughs> he's giant in it so you're saying the mouse is the mouse is is driving the you say yeah. drive steer yeah, steering steers. the boat He's steering the steam if it's a sorry steam- tom and i didn't grow up with boats yeah we're not little lord fauntleroy where we were rich oh when you're we were provoking eight. brett we weren't wealthy at the age of eight you're he could take he, i'm not i i'm confident with this he could take it or leave it I'm the one that did the research. I know I know all about this kid. Yeah, but now you gave the presentation. I literally know as much about Little Lord Fauntleroy as you do. You're saying your opinion of him didn't change based on my presentation? Not even a little bit? Well, I didn't know anything about him, so I went from nothing to something. Look, I so like So it was an effective Lord. presentation. I it was a very effective presentation. Thank you very much for your assistance, oh. Mr. O'Brien. I didn't quite <laughs> work into that all one. Right. Now it worked. It worked. Was that a mistake? Was that a no, this is the thing I want to say. That one worked, and it What did it sucked. say? I couldn't hear I just it. Want to, I don't want Brett to go, that one didn't work. That's why it sucked. No, that one worked exactly like it was supposed to, and it sucked. <laughs> well, what it was said, it? Well, on my board, it said th- it says thank you, but then the full clip uh, was thank you for your assistance, Mr. Mm-hmm. O'Brien. So that really wasn't quite. I was hoping for just a quick. Uh, I was hoping well, you just send that to Conan. You. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm. Thank you, India. Thank you, Providence. Thank you. <laughs> Disillusionment. A quick question, uh, uh, copyright related, while we're talking about copyright. Yeah. Uh, Tom, if I do uh, move forward with plans to do a uh, parody of Come On, Feel the Noise uh, about Little Lord Fauntleroy, mm-hmm. does that feel like something I owe you uh, uh, some credit for? No, I'm going to waive all okay. claim to that. Okay, thank you very much. appreciate that. That's generous of you. Yeah, that's really nice. And yeah. look, if it if it really if it blows up, of course we can. You know, I'm not gonna you just give, not gonna throw forget. Me, yeah, 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 if it blows yeah, yeah. up, no, no, no worries. I would. I don't know, Tom. I would put this down. Nah, now. it's like yeah, I, I got you. I'll, I'll I will Tom. certainly keep you in mind. Yeah. No, I'm gonna let this one go. This is this is this is me. This is this is me being like little Lord Fauntleroy. There we go. 
I learned something from Little Lord Fauntleroy that you did he have a lollipop? To, yeah, did he have a lollipop? He did not have a lollipop. He couldn't afford a lollipop uh, until he up. was oh, eight. Oh boy! No, but then he's too busy using his uh, money to, you know, uh, to for the community and and you know different projects around the. All good little boys like sweets. You know what he did ask for? He asked for a pony. That was the only thing he asked for. The only oh, thing he wanted. Oh, the, the only thing, thing. he wanted. The only thing he asked for. All I want is a pony. You know what? That comes along with a stable. Yeah. Hey. That'd be like the only apples. thing. Apples. Yeah. yeah. Ha- hey, apples. It's the only thing he asked for. A trainer. Uh, and he said, "If it was, said, if it's not too much, if it's not too, if it's not too much of a price, it's not, it's not, not too it's, much if, of an inconvenience. If it's, if it's not too much trouble, I'd very much like a pony indeed." And then you know, he's just five minutes later. You say, "How are things looking on that pony?" <laughs> when suddenly he's just like, "Any word on that pony?" I said that I could do without, of course. If I had to, how's that we doing with that pony now? <laughs> yes. Any like sign? Very specific specs. Sure would like what? that pony. Want it to be brown and white. Yeah. Hmm. Notice you're not wonder- getting that pony going. <laughs> uh, no, no sign of a pony, eh? Hmm, maybe no sign of a uh, little more falterized. I'm sorry. I'm generosity. sorry. Do you hear? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Hmm. It's the sound of no clip clops. Yeah. Yeah. I, you hear that? It's the. It's the. Yeah. Well, maybe you hear this. <laughs> I just gave you the dropsy. <laughs> what is the dropsy? What is that short for? The dropsy is, let's see here. <laughs> dropsy. I'm going to look up the dropsy. It sounds like a, the nickname of a rich person. Like, let's oh, see. dropsy and I went to her yacht this yeah. weekend. No, yes, dropsy and I. Yeah, she said the most. The Catalina Island. Droll thing. Let's see, dropsy. <laughs> let's see. The modern name for dropsy is uh, it's an abnormal swelling of tissues from a buildup of fluid, <laughs> edema. Oh no, that's terrible. Yes, Dropsy and I plan on vacationing. What, Dropsy and I love to moisten your tissues. Yeah, your tissues are quite moist. Yes, <laughs> Dropsy. Edema and I are going. Who's coming to the thing? Oh, Edema will be there, Dropsy, Croup. Hepsy. Hepsy will be there. <laughs> yes, Hepsy's coming to visit. Well, this is maybe the weirdest episode of this show, Julie. Was it bad? I think it's funny. I like Little Lord Fauntleroy. You do? Thank you very much, Mr. Hobbs. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love him. I love him. Who wouldn't love an eight-year-old flashing his money in your face, <laughs> making you jump through hoops to get a little... Dress like the fanciest yeah. girl yeah. in the world. Yeah, a little kid dressed as fancy as can be, this golden hair, eight, has more money than I have, and <laughs> certainly lets me know it. Oh, he's nice about it, though. You know I do have a lot of money. Yes. If you like, you can come over and you can come over for dinner. I'll give you a potato. You better. Have, we have too many. Would you like to play with my pony? <laughs> Do you like quail? I hadn't tried it till recently. Now it's all I eat. Yes, I, eat I can't quail. stuff my face with enough quail. This quail is not fresh. 
there was a grumpy little grocer in his hometown in New York. This guy never and didn't have a, a fun day in his life. He was miserable. My whole can I little say something? Lord my Whole family were grumpy little yeah. grocers. They were called fruit and vegetable salesmen, and I have them on both sides of my family, mother and father. My parents both had very, very close relatives. My dad's dad worked at a fruit and vegetable store, and my mother's cousin had a candy store in New Jersey. And I will tell you this. Yeah. They are not Fauntleroy's. They are, respectively, Klausner's and Jotkowitz's. Okay. So, so your that's little just Lord, a little fun fact. We'll call you Little Lord. We'll call you Little Lady Jotkowitz. L-L-F. Well, I've got Jotkowitz and J on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Her maiden name is J. They shortened it at mm-hmm. L-S. Some, this is kind of interesting. Some people decided to go with Jay, and some people decided to go with Jockowitz. Mm-hmm. Well, you can call me Jay, or you can call me Jockowitz, <laughs> or you can call me Klausner. <laughs> and little Lord Fonler, you're saying you got some grumpy groceries. And like- when he got his money, went back to New York, he bought him a watch. He put a little engraving on it, made this grocer uh, t- I'm tear up. Saying- he was, he was yeah. thought it was so touching. But can I just say that grumpy grocer basically means immigrant? That's all I'm saying yeah. is it means. Yeah. Good point. That's what I'm saying. I would ever so like to give you some money. if, But you need to earn it. Perhaps you would fight <laughs> each other. And the winner will get all the money. <laughs> I've organized the owners other. of two different grocery stores. Punch him. Finish him. Finish <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out where in New Jersey that candy store was, Tom. Little Lord Fauntleroy. Finish him. <laughs> That's some... what Leonardo DiCaprio says to his relationship when it turns <laughs> yeah. when the girl turns 25. <laughs> Finish it. Finish her. Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> Sub-zero. I'll throw money at you. You can freeze the money. <laughs> now, little Lord Fauntleroy rules. He's my favorite character now. He is not, Tom. You're such a liar. You're just you're well, just having to see Brett momentarily exactly. in the hallway, and you don't want to get into a fight. Him. If I don't say crap like this, it's weird here. It gets weird. <laughs> it's already weird here. No, but it gets weird, weird. If suddenly he's like, he's like, so you really don't like little Fauntleroy? I'll be going. To grab my bag, and suddenly he'll be like, Brett will be standing in front of my bag. He'll be like, so you were joking about not liking Little or Fauntleroy, right? <laughs> yeah, of course, that was, just, that was just for the show. Of course, he's awesome. He's awesome. I want to know if there's, if somebody would, would, Brett, would you be willing to do this? If somebody could drum up an original uh, container of Quaker oats with Little or Fauntleroy oh. in it that had oats in it. Would you eat those? <laughs> Would oats? you eat the oats? Oh, fantastic! I, I was like, I'm actually, uh, I was actually thinking about doing a whole uh, Fontelroy menu. All the, you know, all the, all the products that Fontelroy was on, trying to come up with like a Fontelroy cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you've got some original Fontelroy Quaker oats, uh, let me know, or if you know how I can get those. Don't yeah. eat them. Yeah, I don't think you should. Or just general merchandise. I'm, I'm a. Uh, 
yeah. You're a collector now. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Fauntleroy uh, collector. Uh, I saw some stuff on eBay. I'm going to uh, keep an eye this on. This is what I would like you to do, Brett. Go to eBay right now. Type in Little Lord Fauntleroy Gladly. and hit, hit highest first. I want to see what the most yeah, expensive what's... Little Lord Fauntleroy item is. Okay. Ooh, we got a first edition here. Of or, what? Of the book. First edition for uh, 1100 Buy it. Books, 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 Buy books, books. Buy it oh, all. Books. Look at this crap. A lot of first editions. What is this? A movie poster. Original movie poster from Bulgaria for $400. If you had a Bulgarian Little Lord Fauntleroy movie poster, it would be so weird. Yeah. That's the version we were, uh, all the soundboard came from, too. The uh, Freddie Bartholomew version. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, there's another. Freddy there's a Belgian, Belgian uh, version of the poster. A lot of first editions here, though. This is interesting. Okay, now go back up. Oh, and here's type, the Ricky Schroeder one. There we go. Now type in, add Little Lord Fauntleroy uh, Quaker Oats. Mm-hmm. Let's see if anything comes up. Might be that decorative rug. Yeah, they got this decorative Ooh, rug poster. here. Throw blanket for 100 Used. Ew. Yeah, Gross. This blanket I've, been sleep- is I've been sleeping under this thing for five years. Yeah. Now I'm ready to give it to you. This blanket has the group. <laughs> it has mites. That looks pretty good condition. Might yeah. put in a bit on that. Trading cards. Trading cards. It's just one. And how much is it? Uh, this one's for thirty-seven fifty. Um, what is it? What does the okay, sign say here's... in the trading card? It says. Uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy's yeah. favorite food, Quaker rolled white oats, and he's buying a couple boxes at the at the. God, look how much makeup he's wearing. Store. He looks like yeah. a slut. I mean, he looks great. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like he's wearing like a red beret. He's wearing a lot of rouge. Yeah. Scroll up, please. I don't need to see his bulge. <laughs> he looks. Little Lord Fauntleroy <laughs> looks road hard and put yeah, up he's, wet. I know he's not. He's not tucking. I mean, he's definitely yeah. like. Can you scroll down a little? It's not aging well. Is he wearing a tie and like a high waisted? Is a pants? sash kind of a sash as a belt sash? Uh, red socks were in the book. That's a key aspect of. Wow. I forgot to mention the red socks. I feel like if Freddie Mercury saw this look, he'd be like, "I'm interested in doing my own take on that." It's a great look. It's a very sort of like kids make believe mm-hmm. kind of look. You know, it's uh, there's a lot. It's, it's very fun. Um, if anybody has a lead on a Fauntleroy suit, I am uh, legitimately interested in that. Um, a um, a Little Lord Fauntleroy suit for you as an adult, right? Adult fit, um, uh, Fauntleroy suit. Um, I would I would appreciate any insights on how to get my hands on one of those. I cannot wait till this episode goes up and people on a Monday when these things start to come up and people say like, because usually it's like double threats got you know. Jackie yeah. Hoffman is like the selling point. Boom. Like they talk about this. They do that. It comes up. Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> for two hours. Yeah. Little Lord Fauntleroy yeah, for two two hours of little This is what I want the uh, this is what I want this one to say. Two hours of Little Lord Fauntleroy talk. Great. That's the title of the episode. Exclamation be- point. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Say this one. Came out on a holiday. This episode released on Labor Day. This episode released on Labor Day dives deep 
into all things, you guessed it, little Lord Fauntleroy, and yeah. stops there. Yeah. Picture a Bob uh, running into traffic when he sees that this is what this week's episode's about. It's like, I got no more ideas for fun graphics associated with this, Bob Sellers. No, come on. Have, we, all three of us dressed up like... LLF. Yeah, Bob, it's, it's this writes itself. I can't wait to see what Bob does for this one. And I also can't wait to see all the Little Lord Fauntleroy fans that are going to discover Double Threat because of this. Uh, so <laughs> oh, well, yeah, welcome. That's really, that is yeah. definitely the way to think of it. I'm quite outraged. I discovered a podcast <laughs> that finally was discussing Little Lord Fauntleroy, my favorite character in all of fiction. Uh, <laughs> except for uh, Mannequin. Yeah. The Mannequin from Mannequin. And yes. Radar O'Reilly from MASH. Mm-hmm. Oh, my favorite character. Who is and, this psycho? Who is and, this psychopath? And Hellraiser. This person. My favorite characters in all of fiction. Hellraiser. Are, my favorite characters in all of fiction. Kim Cattrall's ca- character Kim for Mannequin. Kim character for Mannequin. Radar O'Reilly. O'Reilly Hellraiser. And Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> These are my favorite characters. No, hold on. When you say Hellraiser, you mean Pinhead? Of course, I mean Pinhead. <laughs> of course, I mean Pinhead. My favorite pinhead. characters are Hellraiser, aka Pinhead. <laughs> Thank you. Little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> Lola Bunny. Oh, from Space Jam that people were all worked up about? From Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, Space Jam A New Legacy. Kim Cattrall's character in Mannequin. Okay. And I was quite outraged when I listened to this podcast. It was filled with talk of something called the... What's it called again? The what? The vibrator. Oh, the... uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The crescendo, too. I was quite outraged. This episode was filled with nothing but discussion of something or it was called the crescendo, too. When I come for Little Lord Fauntleroy talk, I expect a family-friendly program, not talk of some perverted device meant to relieve hysteria in women. Then... Now, do I own one? Yes, I do own I several. One? I own a Crescendo yeah. 20 because I have 10. Do I own one? But I certainly no, I do don't. not talk about yeah. it. I do not own one. I own 15 <laughs> I own of them. Ten. I. <laughs> and they're all backups in case they break. Yeah. What if one day they all break except for one? Safety first, and you must be prepared. If you are not prepared, you are prepared to fail. That is something that little Lord Fauntleroy would have said in his own day. I am outraged. I demand you stop <laughs> producing this podcast at once. Sincerely yours, Big Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> P.S. Is- I am li- I am little old Fauntleroy grown up. <laughs> Hashtag, stop making l- dirty little Lord Fauntleroy <laughs> jokes. Hashtag, crescendo two. Hashtag- I just I just don't want to. I want to think. Dear Crescendo Corporation. Dear, dear Crescendo Corporation. <laughs> I would like to alert you to a podcast called Double Threat, <laughs> which is a Parodic podcast making jokes about this uh, this revered product in my household, Crescendo 2. 
Now, unrelated, do you know who Little Lord Fauntleroy is? P.S. Here are my here are my favorite yeah. characters. Here are my favorite characters. Pinhead, aka Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Lola, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. <laughs> mannequin from Kim Mannequin. Kim Cattrall's character from Mannequin. <laughs> Radar O'Reilly. And the aforementioned Little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah. And now, att- att- yes. Is there any news about the Crescendo, Crescendo 3? Three? Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna mention the Crescendo 3, and maybe he's enclosing drawings of it. Yes. I have begun preliminary work on designing Crescendo 3. And if you're already in the works for Crescendo 3, I would like to tell you I've been designing Crescendo 4. <laughs> moved on yeah well he's he doesn't want to step on their crescendo three design aka the little lord Fontal toy yes <laughs> oh god i'll tell you this though based on the photo in that email this thing ain't little i'm telling you it's like it's not like the baby alien from aliens mm-hmm. it's the original well what's it called xenomorph i never thought i'd say this yes brett yes can you pull up a picture of Crescendo 2? Oh, gladly. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want it to just be in your imagination? Maybe I don't want to see this. Maybe I, yeah, maybe we could have a contest where we all draw what we think <laughs> Crescendo 2 looks like. Everybody who hasn't seen it has to draw it. Hold on. Let me see what it looks I mean, that's a pretty accurate that. description, Julie. The Z- yeah, oh, I, I see. You. I see the xenomorph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do if this thing shows up at my house. I'm gonna have to move. Mm-hmm. I'm you here to- with the crescendo too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about. I don't know what to do with this thing. I'm telling you, like. I, first of all, I may, I cannot make this clear. It's not like I'm being coy. I really didn't know it was coming. Like I didn't know it was on its way. I don't. I, this is something that I did not. But then, I see these pictures, and I'm like, how can I stop it? It's exactly like an alien. Are you sure you're, you're like, not being cre- little Lord Crescendo coy? <laughs> As Brett would say. In all seriousness, though, if, we, if, if, if anybody's listening and they, you, you came here for Little Lord Fauntleroy, let me know where everybody's, uh, let me know where all the Fauntleroy heads are hanging out. Let me know where I can find you guys. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. Well, I can tell you where they're, I can tell you where all the fans of Little Lord Fauntleroy are hanging the out. the grave. In the grave. Go to a cemetery. That's where they all are. What about the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? Is there a... Is Little Lord... Where... Where's little Lord Fauntleroy buried? You know, because Brett, the character is dead now. I'm so sorry to tell you this. Little Lord Fauntleroy died. He is not. That's the irony: is he was cremated. He was not buried. Yeah. He was lost at sea. And by cremated, I mean he was burned alive. Where is little Lord? <laughs> you can't Google that, Tom. You're gonna get weird Google ads. Where's little Lord Fauntleroy? buried yeah prairie home cemetery prairie home companion in wisconsin 
basically his cemetery, his his gravestone is his prairie home companion. Uh, Tom, that was the alias for a, a boy who was murdered in Wisconsin in 1921. Oh no! <laughs> mm-hmm. And Silas Hobbs is the name of the grumpy grocer. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And also Silas Hobbs uh, portrayed by Guy Kibbe in the movie. Great character mm-hmm. actor, Guy Kibbe. Guy Kibbe. <laughs> May your sister share a bunk bed with Guy Kibbe. We've got Little Lord Fauntleroy, Guy Kibbe, and Errol Hobbs, in, and Barco the Wonder Dog. <laughs> did you ever see when Johnny Carson did those? Oh, all the time. I hated it. The worst. That was Art- always in it. That was always a joke in his God, the worst jokes ever. If you like if you I figured you know. out first of all, I wanted to try to up I wanted to try to make the show more palatable for a modern audience by mentioning Johnny Carson <laughs> compared to this little Lord Falkle That was Roy from talk. the nineteen sixties though. Yeah. But this is from the eighteen eighties. God, when Johnny Carson wore those big, stupid 70s suits. Yeah. Ugh, he, looks, he looked like shit. He really did. He really did. He should have given his show to Joan Rivers. Yeah. Idiot. Oh. Anyway. Sorry about that kid in Wisconsin, Brett. That's rough. Yeah. I know. Uh, sorry. Glad, glad, we, glad we learned about it towards the end of the show, yeah. though. Really good. Uh, news. Wonder why they called him Little Lord. Why did they call him Little Lord Fauntleroy? We uh, okay. Thank you for your presentation. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. We're glad to be, um, in any way responsible for one of your new obsessions. Yep. Yeah. Add it to the list. Uh, Put on the top of the list. Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, Sliders, uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, You're gonna have to take a backseat to Little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah. And thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back next week with more shows. Yes. Thanks, everybody. And we will be live in Los Angeles, September 28th, Lodge Room, live in New York City, October 21st. The October 20th show sold out. October 21st, still tickets available. Come out to both shows. You're not going to regret it. We've been working on them, and they are going to be so funny that's right and and you'll find the ticket links in the show notes uh so just scroll down to the show notes in your podcast app click on those links buy the tickets uh, and we'll see you there so we'll talk to you soon and goodbye when this you see remember me forever dog this has been a forever dog production executive produced by brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.